0: When consumers, like the mass audience, were asked what would they like to do in a metaverse, there were a really less portion of people who said gaming, or you know, who said they would like to spend time in a sci-fi world. But more of them really, uh, you know, wanted to be be in a more familiar environment, do sort of more serious, uh, familiar activities like learning, like Mart said, to attend events, do networking. Mm-hmm.
1: My name is Ronit and with Gaurav, my co-host, we are going to do episode, was it 25 of FinTech and Web3 founders? Gosh, time has flown since we started this late last year. We have today uh, two guests, Meg and Mark, we are going to talk about the metaverse and also their company MetaBlox. Uh, we're a very interesting time in both the metaverse and particularly MetaBlocks. And we're going to hear over the next half an hour, all about what this new virtual space is about. Um, Mega Mark, thank you so much for joining us. I'm sorry, I think I merged your names to create some kind of like,
2: yeah, like Brangelina or
1: whatever. So Mega Mark is, is what it's going to be from now on. But thanks, thanks so much for joining us, guys. M M&M, and M, yeah, thank you.
0: Thank you, Ronit, and it's such a pleasure to be here.
1: Um, Maybe for the audience, you can share with us, uh, where are you, where are you zooming in from today? Uh, Because it looks like you're on some Caribbean coastline.
0: (laughs) So I'm, uh, both of us are in um, Switzerland, and Mark is in Zurich, and I'm currently in Luzern.
1: Nice, nice. So that could be a lake behind you. Yes. Actually, it is, isn't it? It's like lake and mountains. But uh, um, Mega and Mark, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Um, tell us a little bit about your background. Maybe starting with Mega, and walk us to the the journey that's taken you to setting up MetaBlocks.
0: So, uh, Ronit, I I started my career in the IT industry, uh, worked there a couple of years, and then I moved into project management, especially in the education sector, you know, the tertiary education sector. Um, Then I moved to Switzerland, and I was together with Mark. uh, We we were working uh, with a networking association called the Swiss Association of MBAs where we network you know the Ivy League uh, alumni is uh, based in Zurich um, and all over Switzerland and yeah that that's I would say, and that's how we actually met. That's how we actually started, you know, COVID forced us actually to be innovative, to go out of the border to how to network, how to, you know, make this professional networking and events more interesting in the virtual world. And then we added some education because they were more interested in continual education as well. And yeah, that's how we evolved our, you know, thoughts, ideas into uh, testing the concept out with, you know, sort of like i think 2000 plus c-level executives here in switzerland and yeah that's i would say my background but yeah mark could say more
2: yeah you, you said already uh, most important things so I, i'm i'm a lawyer did an mba and, and i'm the president of this association as you mentioned that's networking association and and we, we wanna create like uh, meaningful content and uh, also education and in Corona we could not do it uh, in person. Uh, so and, and in general I, I did an MBA in, in the US and paid more than eighty thousand. I thought okay that there should be a cheaper way of doing this because in as in, in the UK and in Switzerland it's much cheaper to do a master degree. So I started from this that you could do, stay in in India and do uh, an educa- uh, like a master degree in Switzerland or in Germany. Germany and get the degree stay at home save money and and also like for 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 events so some, uh it it's also sometimes cool to to have uh uh, uh, join an event virtually, and and we, we then made everything every events now hybrid, and uh, we thought also for for online education or it it should be more fun if if you can play also a bit game if it's more interactive and and if the, like like friends suggestion are coming because it, like now we are using Zoom so it, and uh, you 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 don't know like there's no interaction after after this this call I mean the, uh, and uh, if you organize an event with Zoom so we thought okay it would be cool if you were forced uh, to then um, talk with someone who have similar interests and then Mega uh, created the matching algorithm with, with similar, where, where people are suggested with similar interests and so on. And yeah, that this is how it evolved. And uh, we, we, we have created also a 3D world with games and uh, then uh, made the whole metaverse Mega, what is MetaBlocks?
0: So, um, Ronit, when we think about metaverses in the current market, whatever has been, you know, the early movers and also the ones who are upcoming, we observe that most of them look like uh, games and, uh, you know, are set in some kind of genesis or fantasy or cypher world, which is quite interesting, actually, for, you know, someone to uh, escape the realities and go into it. but. Studies actually show, like the recent one also came out where Mackenzie stated that when consumers like the mass audience were asked what would they like to do in a metaverse, there were a really less portion of people who said gaming or you know who said they would like to spend time in a sci-fi world but more of them really uh, you know wanted to be be in a more familiar environment do sort of more serious uh, familiar activities like learning like mart said to attend events do networking um, and, um, so that's why metablogs uh, we came with the metaverse, you know, with practical aspirations. So me and Mark, we, we sat down together, you know, also with our experiences and just asked ourselves what types of interactions and activities sort of will attract and retain users and not just like one sector of gaming, but when we talk about mass adoption of metaverses, we thought who should be there in the metaverse. And being there with our backgrounds for 3D hybrid events, corporates, and education, which we actually tested out the concept with so many companies like EY, AWS, Credit Suisse, you know, uh, and so on, PwC, and also co-hosted their events and learned from their great feedbacks. Uh, we actually then thought that we believe that there mm. is And a need for more realistic metaverse experience. One metaverse, you know, that sort of is based on real geographical locations that have familiar activities like how we do it in normal lives and genuine human connections rather than, you know, people hiding behind their fake, uh, you know, anonymous profiles. So that's what MetaBlocks is all about. We are creating real-based, you know, realistic metaverse based on real activities where we bring in real-time corporates, banks, uh, shopping experience to our users.
1: So just to level set here for the audience and pause. So, you, your MetaBlox is you're building a virtual land, a virtual experience in the metaverse, and it's realistic, it's based on avatars that look like how we look in the quote-unquote real physical world, and you're aiming at, to some extent, the corporate space. And we'll come back to all of that in a second, but just a level set for the audience. What is the metaverse? I'll give you my my understanding, and then I'd love the two of you to jump in and say, uh, So, so the metaverse is the internet. It's a shared virtual space. It's immersive and persistent, i.e. we live inside it, and it's crucially three-dimensional. And we access the metaverse in uh, multiple ways. So a lot of people think metaverse is simply 3D headsets. We access the metaverse through AR or VR or even computer screens or mobile phones. Now that's how I think about the metaverse. What did I get wrong? What did I get right? And your visual metaverse, how does it fit into that? And specifically for meta blocks, how do you envisage access? Is it the computer? Is it the phone? Do I need to have some super expensive Apple or Google glasses? Over All to right, you guys.
0: Could...
2: Yes, yeah, So, so I mean... Uh, we we thought about all of this, like if it's like augmented reality that you're in the real world and then you see things, or uh, or if it's like full uh, virtual reality that you need glasses. And and I think uh, we are not yet there, so so we, we we will make it also like we are compatible and also add augmented reality into it. But we we want to be inclusive. That's why we are want to be the trusted and also the inclusive metaverse, so that even people who cannot afford like the the most fancy tool, uh, laptop and and mobile phone that everybody can if he has access to a basic mobile phone who has access to internet he can be part of the metaverse so this is uh, the reasoning behind and also for mass adoption so you need you cannot uh, right now these Google gloves are are $500 or or more and and this is too expensive so it has to be maximum maybe $50 otherwise uh, yeah not not, uh, everybody will use it that's a bit the reasoning behind.
1: And MetaBlocks, what do you see the main use cases being? Uh, you know, we've talked before, Mark, Mega, about corporates, about universities. Tell the audience about where in the next 6, 12, 18 months, where do you see the main use cases being for Metablocks?
0: So... Um... In terms of the use cases, um, definitely we came across, you know, from the paths of events and education, and we see quite a lot of use cases um, in that sort, but not just used to that because, you know, um, companies, for example, can have like an extended form of customer relationship based on that. Uh, you know um, yeah people can just have it as a social or professional interaction platform where they could come and have meetings or try to find you know business partners but also um, for just normal uh, you know young people to hang around go on a date you know uh, watch concerts together and you know everything you know the possibilities are huge but definitely something regarded to multiple users because in one sense, it's an immersive experience where a com- companies can, you know, give or offer so much more in terms of the content and the quality and immersiveness of it. But on the other hand, it's also the place where the same content you can watch it on a Netflix or a TV, but it makes a very different sense when you in, uh, you know, London, Ronit, and I in Switzerland can actually enjoy a movie together or a concert together and interact and you know, share our opinions and then join the community that's you know like the fans of a Coldplay concert for example you know so that's what it offers like uh, you know the the opportunities and use use cases are abundant but we would really like to also not just um, you know motivate people to go only for you know digital presence what Hmm. we are seeing right now but to much more transactional experiences where businesses can come in and do real businesses So we already have two banks who have signed up for, you know, this journey together with us. And uh, at first, definitely the first move is to go digital, you know, to do sort of the digital presence in the metaverse. But they are doing much more like, you know, coming up with a digital treasury, you know, having like a secret advisory room for its clients and so many more. So I think that's where the vision would go for us to bring real, you know, use cases in terms of transactions happening in the metaverse.
1: You mentioned concerts and dating and banks, and I understand the end bit of that, but I think I need to bring Gaurav into the conversation because he can shed more light to the earlier experiences, right, Gaurav?
3: A little bit, yeah. A little bit. Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks, Ronit. I mean, it's yeah, these these use cases seem extremely vast because as you go down each piece from education to banking, to media rights management, to offering services on alternative levels of chains or blockchains or currency, right? Each one has its own sort of specialized roadmap that you have to cater to and service to, not only for the community that's engaging your clients, which are these banks and educational institutions, but also the wider community. It's 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 a massive, massive undertaking. So. What I'd love to understand is how do you benchmark the availability from your approach where you say, here are the tools from MetaBlocks you can build, and these are the sort of rules and governance of what you can build and what you can offer and what you can't offer. Is there Sort of, uh, it's it's free to build, so I can build whatever I want. Or is there a, a structure that says I can't build over 50 stories, or I can't? I have to build a certain number of rooms. How do you get into the governance of building in Metablocks? Can you walk us through that?
0: Yeah, sure. So uh, we definitely thought of it when we are talking about, and also when we say we want to be the trusted metaverse, you know, where where all of these uh, happens together. Um, we definitely one of the most important, most important point was the governance in terms of you know setting up sort of like a rule or let's not say rule, but like sort of like common understanding of you know what should and should not be in the metaverse and that's why we have put together a team that would actually look into. uh, You know, introducing in each field of you know if there someone is buying land, for example, what are the things that makes the environment better and fair. In terms of that, for example, you know, we we hear right now a lot of online harassments, and you know when it comes to events when it comes to concerts when we are mixing a lot of different sorts of uh, or sets of people together. Uh, so we are in con- uh, you know collaboration with Amnesty International actually to I think come up with one of the first set of code of conduct for metaverses when they they also help us in terms of you know we are together collaboratively thinking of how can we, you know, uh, prevent lots of trolling and fake news and cyberbullying that comes with anonymous accounts and bots, for example, uh, to encourage people to come up with their real identities so that, you know, it's um, and, and taking care of their, you know, data privacy. So, um, yeah, but when when we think of when we encourage real identities, uh, you know, we can create a community culture in in metablocks which is more conducive and constructive. um, And also, yeah, that's why we are also collaborating with them and also incentivizing people with this uh, model of trust to token uh that that incentivize people to you know be open to to be transparent so that you know business transactions happen social transactions happen in a safer way Mm -hmm. and And here
2: we are maybe not like fully decentralized uh, because we we want to take ownership and responsibility and make sure that um, uh, everything that we are aware and and, uh, and our best effort we we make sure that uh, they comply with all laws and and yeah that there is there's no uh, bad or uh, harm to anybody and, and yeah, take care of them. It's
3: yeah. very interesting. Yeah. So, so thank you for walking through that because governance, if it's, if it's, uh, you know, not completely decentralized from a governance point of view is, is very interesting because then at least you can perhaps to some degree without being controlling uh, have a qualitative review of maybe the people who are participating in that ecosystem or the the intentions that they have, the ecosystem, I guess it's a, it's a learning process. Uh, moving away from governance for one second, I'd, I'd love to understand the technology a little bit more. And, and Ronit touched very much on the, the baseline of the interaction of how the technology works, device and level. Can you tell us more about what you're actually using in terms of code and platform? Because when you look at a, a, a system as ambitious as what you're trying to build, there's a, there's a multitude of people that you need to, to, to build this, to maintain this, to progressively update this, right? Or, or provide capacity for people to build on your platform. And then you've got to talk about you know, what, what, what blockchain you're using for the interactions or, or what non-blockchain technology uses. Can you talk to us about how you've approached the baseline of building MetaBlocks is an activity, what chains you're using, why you're using them, and what your thoughts are in terms of just the technology aspects of how you're approaching this ambitious. Sure.
0: So maybe I could first uh, move you through the technical aspects in terms of the codes, what, what kind of technical platforms you're using, right. and then maybe Mark could enlighten us in terms of the blockchain. So um, Metablogs is built on Unity as a core uh, platform, um, given that it's one of the most acceptable ones. There are a lot of developers who are very comfortable in terms of making quality uh, products and already very mature, established libraries. So that's why we chose uh, to to use Unity. And um, in terms of scaling, um, yes, uh, you know, it's massive and, you know, we, when we started versus already in three months, you know, the, the requirements of with every aspect, you know, people in DevOps, like setting up the servers because it's multiplayer, uh, people in terms of development, the 3D artists, the designers, you know, so uh, yeah, it's, it's a massive team. And then we are very fortunate to have like found really good strategic partners in terms of that, who, who we incentivize and also like growing together as well and you know they have a huge network of collaborators individual developers as well so i think we really invested in building the community of developers who can come together and you know uh, when they can they could really so we have like set of core team but we also have like set of people who can really plug in when we want to scale so we already have like uh, strategic partnerships done in uh, like some people like builders for example consultants who who could really not just build help us in building our core platform but also to go one step uh, ahead and you know also help our customers, for example, you know, the banks who are coming, the corporates who are coming to guide them through this whole process. So definitely that's the thing. But I think Mark can also uh, contribute here in terms of the blockchain that we're using.
2: Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yes, we we have chosen uh, Zymfin blockchain. Uh, It's a hybrid blockchain, uh, so-called delegated proof of stake uh, consensus mechanism. And uh, so... uh, They they have very um, low fees. That's very good for for transaction and and also very fast and so also eco friendly. So this is also very important for us. And uh, last but not least, the uh, so same thing is also the, like the, the blockchain for, for supply chain and trade finance. This is how, uh, so first of all, it's a perfect uh, fit for us as we, we want to be the the, uh, the metaverse for corporate. And this is how we, we came to know. I, I was working as, as uh, a leading for a compliance department for um, um, t- trade compliance and whole credit plans. Uh, then uh, I, I, I saw that the, the craziness of of documentation, and nothing is digitized. So, so I thought here is really a fantastic use case for for blockchain, and then I, yeah, came across of something.
3: That's amazing. I I think you know, looking at you know the undertaking of this project, I have to also ask, what's the population of metablocks today?
0: <laughs> uh, How? So in in um, yeah so we have uh, 300000 plus registered users right now and we achieved that in uh, you know less than 4 months so we actually started you know our website was uh, you know live in in i think february end and and then uh, we have already till now then gained 300000 plus uh, registered users who are actively waiting for us to launch
3: and you know it, now you know your you're creating a world where initially, and again, Roneth touched on this earlier to a degree about utility and use cases of what you're doing, right? But I think you know, there's, you know, you're a company that's for profit. You, you're building several, several revenue lines that you will get from corporates and from users, right? And it's a very tricky thing now in doing any business, especially with technologies, building product or your product roadmap, right? What do you focus on that people actually want to use? That's either solving a problem people want to use. Now, we've seen a massive fluctuation come through use cases with things like NFTs, buying land, you know, tokenization, securitization. Some use cases have stuck very well from an enterprise level, and some uses use cases moving from businesses to consumers have fluctuated from extreme highs to extreme lows very quickly as well in short times right short bursts what are you guys focusing on as product roadmap are you going to be serving corporates to start with are you serving users to start with it's a bit of a, a, a conundrum so what are you how are you approaching that scenario because you're creating a brand new world yeah and so Without, without thinking that, you know, you have a God complex where you're like, oh, I can build anything, you over there, I will build a mountain there and you, I will crush your 20 story building and I will build a, an oasis instead and plant a tree for every pixel that's there, you know, these sorts of initiatives. What are you doing with that approach? I'm very curious to hear.
0: So we actually focused on bringing in corporates and we talk about corporates, it's about banks, it's about consulting companies, it's about, uh, you know, any sort of retail markets, or so uh, shopping experiences, education and universities. So we first, um, that's why we focus on corporates, bringing first the corporates, but definitely simultaneously also, uh, you know, sort of collaborating with you know, trade shows, with, with companies such as Concert, for events, which could also bring in users as well. So sort of, you know, because we are a platform, we cannot just build one, right? There has to be sort of a two, two-sided two balance in terms of that. So definitely the heavy focus is definitely first to bring in corporates and clients that they have something to offer in, in our metaverse, but simultaneously whom are they building for? So that's why we're also uh, developing Activities, engagements, experiences, you know, because, um, you know, if you don't have experiences, uh, users might come once, but then it's over. You know, they will see it uh, after some point and then that's over. So, how do you build experiences? So, that's what the company is right now, also, um, you know, a lot of research, a lot of testing is going on on that.
3: Before I hand back to, to Ronath, just because I want to be cautious of, of time and it flies by so quickly, I, we could talk yeah. for another, an hour on this easily and then some, I want to try and focus just for our audience to be able to walk alongside with you through this journey. Let's take an example of a bank. A bank comes to you and wants to build a bank in your ecosystem, which is Metablocks. Literally take us through the journey of what they do. They buy land, they do construction, they pay with X, they build revenue drivers here. You get X percentage of their revenue a year, or they can do advertising. Take us through what that looks like, if you don't mind.
0: Sure. Mark, would you like to
2: say it? I mean, the first one is our bank, where we have a bank account. So... uh, it's it's great that they are aware of uh, our blockchain business so that it was it was challenging but after half a year we we got on boarded so uh, it's it's great so, so uh, i mean we, we contacted them so and and the, uh, usually the process is uh, you, you, you they they buy land and, and in this case here because they were the first ones, so so we we do the the uh, whole uh, building of of houses and so on uh, for free but you this would be also a service that they can can uh yeah get from from our 3d developers and, and design team so we have a design team who help them like to make a tailor-made house so we want that that it's for them when you buy land that it's easy for you yourself to make a, a house or a, a, or an office, because when you go in, in the sandbox, uh, in the centerland, and in other in general, like, like uh, also Roblox, like like, uh, it's 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 not so easy to make something nice, like like, and and we want that everybody, even if you are not a designer or developer, that you can make something that looks okay or or even good. So and and uh, so th- this what we were building that it's an easy tool to uh, handle and then uh, they could do this or they go with the fancy solution of of us and then they 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 can bring in their idea so we usually talk with their marketing or with here directly we talked with the CEO and the board so we p- pitched it in front of the board so they they could also. Bring in their strategy as the board, you know, is, is responsible for the strategy. So they were even thinking, ah, oh, we have we have a football game. It would be cool to, to have the bank also giving it for for their young uh, or or potential millennials clients, so that they are a fancy, cool bank, and and so th- so they can bring in their ideas. So, and, and and then we, we can create like tools or applications for them, like a pension planning or like they they wanted, for example a vault where they can uh, st- uh, where you can store digital assets in it and uh, also for the kids so if you come with your family to the bank so during the boarding uh talk with the banker so the kids could could draw uh, a painting and then this could then be made into an nft and then and, and so, so so this these kind of of uh, discussions we have so and, and the sky is the limit so so we're, we're very open and and uh, try to to make everything for our clients. So, so yeah.
3: Wow. So it's it's it really is unlimited uh, opportunity that you're trying to create. It just depends on what works and doesn't work. Um, Ronan, I mean, I was gonna you know get into things like competition and everything else. And you know, you just saw. I don't know if you. It, it to me right now the metaverse is is and the competition the metaverse is lightning to that picture which they compared to the the Hubble telescope and James Webb, right? where you see so many planets and you see so many things and each one is their own universe. I feel like metaverse is like that and we could have another conversation about competition and everything else, but I'm going to hand it back to you. Otherwise, I'm going to get carried away with asking so much because such a such a big topic. So thank you guys very much. That was very, very, very helpful. Back to you, it. Uh,
1: maybe just to wrap up and to continue the theme that has mentioned, not competition, but maybe the ecosystem or the universe so there's going to be a MetaBlox metaverse. There's two questions. One is, what's the um, ecosystem around it? As in, will I be using the MetaBlox metaverse or something and then another metaverse or something else? Or ha- how does it work? Or is it actually, I'm accessing a corporate site or a university and I don't really know it's MetaBlocks. So one is to sort of describe how this kind of ecosystem or environment looks. And secondly, related to that, focus the next steps very specifically on MetaBlocks, And you've got this long list of registered potential users. When, what are sort of the next steps of going live? Is the tech all ready? Is it literally a question of pressing a button from a marketing perspective? What are the rollouts? What are the key dates? How many, you know, how many users do we have at year-end or next year or just walk us through that journey so one is what does the landscape look like and one is your journey
0: Sure. So when when we talk about a metaverse, and as you rightly said, it's a universe that we're trying to set up, right? So we really think that instead of separating, you know, the university part with with the corporate part or with the entertainment part or so on, we want to bring an entire world together in terms of how it is right now. That you walk into a bank, but eventually you can come out and go into a store as well. But the experience is different. When you go into a bank, it's sort of corporate feel, more professional but when you go to a shopping place you know it's it's going to be totally different this is what we want to bring in and uh, because that has so much advantage in terms of people, you know, you you could think that uh, we we are zoning the districts right now in terms of what should be the art district, the education district, the events district, and so on. But eventually, if you visualize it, everything comes under one, uh, you know, world together. So there's not going to be like separate different units that Mm -hmm. you come in, just go, you can literally walk around if you want to go from one bank to mm. the shopping center but there's also a shortcut that you know because being a metaverse you can actually teleport from one place to another
1: sure but i turn on my initially i'll be accessing it through what, my computer my laptop or so I turn yeah. on my laptop my desktop computer and how do i get to metablocks if i i mean if i assume oh. i don't know about you already or will yeah. i already know about you because of push marketing how how do i it's like a website and then it's a 3D website what the very practicals
0: yeah, so you could log on to www.metalblocks.com, and okay. then there you will be, uh, you know, guided through uh, different visuals of how you could enter it. So once you enter it, uh, you know, you could log in as a guest if you want to just freely move, or you could also register yourself. And if you are a registered user already, that's even easy. You have a username and a password, and then you could enter. Uh, then it takes you to our virtual world, which is Paris right now for the first uh, phase. So it's the Meta Paris. So so in the beginning, it's going to be the PC build. So it's uh, both available as Mac as well as um, uh, Microsoft Windows uh, PC. Uh, But later on, very quickly, we are going to also evolve into the web version as well. Um, and, um, yeah, and later on, it's going to be also, you know, sort of compatible with AR, VR. Uh, we are simultaneously working on it as well as the goals, but the beta phase will be launched, uh, you know, just with the PC build and the web version. And then we are going to also provide, of course, the app for mass adoption. You know, it's like whoever wants to, you know, uh, log in through any sort of means they should be allowed to do so.
1: So right now, um, is it if I log on to that website, what do I see?
0: So as of now, we have not launched, but right. from August 2nd, you will be able to log in and then click a button called Explore to be mm-hmm. very specific. And then it takes you to your uh, individualized uh, dashboard where mm-hmm. we, you could find you know different activities that <laughs> are happening. You could explore the metaverse. You could explore the entire map. Uh, of uh, you know Paris if you're interested in buying land um, you you will be having a marketplace and um, you know uh, football games and so on
1: so August the second when I log on there's a virtual land there's a digital twin if you like of Paris I'm exploring and what can I do in that like everything I can do in Paris and worse.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, technically, but um, let me be, you know, sort of more specific on what you could do is um, sort of, you know, because it is made uh, or based on real cities um, Mm -hmm. and Paris being one of the most happening cities, you could definitely explore the streets Uh, Taking the ambience of the square, which we are first introducing is the Eiffel Tower and, you know, the 7th Avenue of of Paris. Um, And then there will be event space that you could already uh, go and explore. Uh, And also, after some point, also organize yourselves from events for free in the beta testing phase as well. Uh, We have a football game that you could walk into the stadium and start playing football games. Uh, We have in the later time, you know, in December, car expose. Air shows, uh, you know, a lot lining up, uh, but definitely uh, just in the beginning, in the coming months, uh, you know, we have partnered mm-hmm. up with different new partners, land buyers, so you could land, buy, explore. Yeah, so, and also you could do private meetings, you know, go on a date, you know, so many possibilities, um, you know, drive a car around, uh, take a boat ride in the Sine River, Yeah.
3: Are you guys gonna allow paparazzi and metablocks? <laughs> good, good idea. I can, <laughs> I, I, can see, I can see all sorts of interesting thing topics cropping up. But, uh, but yeah, mm. very interesting. Looking forward to it.
1: So, second of August, Paris goes live, and then there's others. Probably at some point in the future, may may follow. Um, thank you, Mega. Thank you, Mark, so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. Pleasure. Pleasure,
0: Pleasure being, yeah, being able to mm-hmm. share our project.
1: And we'll be watching and tracking with interest.
0: Definitely.
3: Thank you so much. Okay, thank you so much. Bye. Have a good. Day.